is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and an executive coach, and today I am delighted to welcome Susan Drum to the show. Susan, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. Oh my goodness. I am so thrilled. I am a a fan. I love your podcast and I'm devouring your new book. And you are really on a mission, Susan, to inspire and guide leaders to heal what holds them back and help them develop the capacity and the mindset to lead. And we're going to dive into a delicious conversation But I want to start with you because you very poignantly shared that you had a personal experience that was a turning point for you and it helped you shift out of the pattern that you were feeling a cycle of resentment that wasn't healthy and then turn toward music that healed you. So I'd love for you to set up our global audience with that story. Yes, I think people often do ask, so how did you come up with the idea of having music have the ability to transform leadership? Because people haven't seen those two things put together before. And it really started with me. After breaking up with my significant other, I couldn't seem to shake this resentment and sense of betrayal I felt. And a catastrophic loss feeling that I had wasted the last of my fertility years on a man who surely didn't deserve it. But I knew as a coach, and I've been doing this work for 20 years now, that this loop of resentment wasn't serving me. I mean, he moved on with his life. Why couldn't I? So I knew objectively this wasn't good. But Yet I still found myself, every time I thought about it, I'd get whipped up again in that sense of resentment. And when nothing else seemed to work, I turned to music to soothe me. But what I found is that music really had more than soothing abilities. It actually healed me. And I did that because I created an empowerment playlist and it was called I Am Empowered. And I would play it anytime I felt myself going down that old pattern. And so the more I used it, the less the resentment had its grip on me and I was able to shake it. And so I became deeply curious about the power of music and its impact on the brain. And I'd always loved music. I mean, I have a master's degree from the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art. But the more I uncovered the research, the more I became enchanted with this idea of how I might apply the research to shifting deep-seated patterns that I've seen hold leaders back from being effective. And I'm fascinated, Susan, by the studies of, of neuroscience here. Uh, you, I, I want to reference a mutual friend of ours, Marshall Goldsmith, wrote a beautiful foreword of your book. And, and he writes that you draw from these compelling studies on music's ability to create new neural pathways. So there, there is a beautiful science, neuroscience, in addition to the overlay of music. So dig a little deeper there and tell me more. Yes. So the studies on music are fascinating. Music has this ability to light up all regions of the brain. 
And the way I describe it is you want to think it's a fertilizer for forming new neural pathways more quickly and more efficiently. So if you're trying to make changes in your life, when you are able to pair that with music, that is where that change can happen more quickly as a result of that. I love the fertilizer for more neuropathways. That is brilliant. Okay, so let's take it a step further. So there are leaders around the world listening to this saying, okay, I'm with you, I'm tracking, but how might I apply this to my life and my career? Yeah, so... You know, the book, it doesn't just talk about the power of music. So I would just, I want to take a step back on what we're really talking about here, because to some degree, we know that music has the ability to shift our state. That's why we work out to music, right? We pump ourselves up. So what I'm talking about is actually a, several layers deeper than that, which is, can we use music to shift some deep-seated patterns that are born in childhood. And in fact, where I start the book is looking at how our childhood wounds show up in our leadership today. And the nine most common playlists I write about talk about this and give stories about how leaders are reacting today has its roots very much in their survival strategies or winning strategies in childhood. And some of that serves us and they become our superpowers, but some of that holds us back and it really becomes a liability, particularly when we're stuck in a, in a pattern that isn't serving us. But it's not always evident to us what that is because it feels like the water we swim in. And so I think the first step in applying this work, well, one, I, I go through in the book a seven-step process in the Leaders Playlist where... In that seven-step process, the first step is really getting clear that you've had a belly full in some area of your life. And what I mean by belly full, I just love this statement that my old roommate said to me when I felt like I kept going back to the same pattern. She'd say, well, you just haven't had a belly full enough <laughs> yet. <laughs> and she had a little Southern accent. So I just love that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. What really is required is like, you know, I notice I can't, I, I notice I'm bumping my head up against a ceiling or I keep getting triggered by the same things. And I really want to get out of that pattern, but it seems like the pattern has me. It has a hold over me. What can I do to shift that? And that's, that's really the first step. So that's, that's where we start. And we start to look at really identifying what emotions you're feeling as a result of that. Like I talked about the, the resentment. What is the, you know, is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it um, anger? And kind of look at that emotional pattern when things go wrong in your life and try to look back at other parts of your life where when things go wrong, what did you say to you, say about it? You know, what was the internal dialogue? And what I found is you'll notice that there are some very interesting common themes between these events of your life where life isn't working out for you. And that's the pattern I'm talking about. In fact, you can trace it most likely all the way back to childhood. And that's essentially what we do in the process. We don't have to go all the way back to childhood. We can just go 
you know, 10 years back and see some of the patterns. But often I think leaders find it super helpful to look back. I, I so appreciate that you're you're diving deeply with your coaching clients, with the leaders with whom you work, and and now this global audience by helping them with your book uh, and on this podcast. That's not always the case with coaching. Often it's it's at the surface level. So you're taking a much deeper dive to help heal wounds that are holding people back. Can you give us an example of, of how you identify a particular wound and how you begin helping that individual heal and move forward? Yeah. So a story I love to tell because it was just such a beautiful transformation was a CMO, um, we use the name Deborah of a medical device company, and she got some strong feedback in a 360 review that she was a bit too aggressive in trying to involve herself in other departments that were outside her swim lane. Now, from her point of view, she was left out of important conversations that impacted her division. I mean, she was the head of marketing. So in, in, in the program, she wanted help being more persuasive, right? How can I just convince these that I need to be part of this? But I wanted to look at why was this showing up in her experience to begin with? Um, so she started with um, my masterclass, which there's a, an accompanying course that goes with it. And she was able to use that course to connect to the emotions she was feeling about it, which was anger and irritation. And we looked at that anger and irritation and said, well, where else are you feeling anger and irritation in your life? Like, when's the last, what else is showing up? And she's like, well, shows up when I hear from my kids who are grown now, but they're spending time with my ex-husband at the old family lake house, right? That's now in his possession and she doesn't go there anymore. And so what she started to see, she had this pattern of feeling excluded. It happened earlier in her life when she was going to a, uh, wanted to apply or not apply, but rush uh, into a sorority in college. And there she put in her first choice and she didn't get that or her second or her third. And she didn't even end up doing Greek life as a result. But if we take it back even further, the earliest memory was her sister, in her mind, was the sort of the pretty vivacious one. And her sister got all the attention, particularly when the neighbors would come over. They would fawn over her and she felt left out of that. So she had this playlist, and this is what we identified, is I am not welcome. That's what was playing in the background and she didn't realize it. But it made her hypersensitive to situations where she might be excluded. And through that process, then, once we got clear on that, we wanted to anchor that to music because what she's grooved over the years is my definition of an eight-lane highway to hell. It's a neural pathway that's been grooved so deeply. And if you're going to interrupt that pattern, if you start to identify it with a certain song or music, it can really help you interrupt the pattern. So for her, she chose... Adele's hello, which was like, hello, can you hear me? You know, yeah. that, you know, you feel that resonance of that song. And, and so when she would feel these, she would now more cognizant of when she felt these emotions and when she was being left excluded or left out of something, she would go, 
before she took action, oh, there's Adele again. Okay. Like, let me, do I really, really need to be included in this situation or not? Like, let me take a breath and a step back. And then we created a new playlist for her. And to create the new playlist, and when I say playlist, I'm talking both literally and figuratively. So the figuratively is like, what's the statement? That's the playlist title. And then it's looking at, well, what's the What's the best music that gets you into the same vibration, which is emotional resonance of that song to practice? And hers was, I bring peace and appreciation. That's what the title of it was. So she created songs in that playlist that had her feel that emotional vibration. Example was Thank You by Dido. That was one of them. And the other thing she started to do was notice places where she was welcomed, like the neighbor who invited her over for a glass of wine or her kids that invited her to a special brunch. And the more she could put her attention also in all the ways in which she was actually welcomed, she started to see that it was actually more of a balance than she first saw because she was looking through that pair of lenses. And and, And over time, she became really welcomed at certain meetings at work because she wasn't so insistent about inserting herself into there. And in fact, even her biggest nemesis who didn't want her anywhere near, (laughs) they ended up having coffee now on a regular basis every other week. And that's all she feels she needs to catch up and get the information she needs to do her job. Wow. That is a great, great story. Susan, we'll be right back after a quick break. Before the break, I'd like to tell you all about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months free podcasting service with Libsyn using my special code CDHWORK. The Libsyn team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Special code CDHWORK. Hello there, it's Caroline Dowd Higgins. I know that hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who can customize content to meet your goals and someone who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Meeting planners around the world have recognized me for being easy to work with and uniquely suited to create dynamic programming for your needs. My style is high energy and engaging with practical takeaways that participants can implement in their lives and careers immediately. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create healthy workplace cultures or prevent burnout in your organization, I create customized content to help recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. From the boardroom to the training room or the convention hall, I will help your audience thrive. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. Susan, Deborah's story was was really poignant, and 
in reading your book, I thought it was so cool that you've actually got scannable QR codes for some playlists that you've helped others create. Help me understand and this this listening audience, what's the first step in in creating your playlist and really peeling back those layers? The first step is understanding what it is that you're experiencing now that you want to create a shift with, which is that, have you had a belly full of that, of that situation? Yeah. And um, yes, we provide the, the QR codes so that in the book, I, I talk about the nine most common playlists or, or old wounded statements that I've seen leaders have. And I tell stories about each of the each of those nine leaders, so that people can maybe identify with one or two of them and see themselves in there. But we also provide the QR code so that you can see the actual playlist they use, so that you can get inspiration to create your own playlist, and you can see how they did it and what music they selected. So you've coached billionaire CEOs, high-profile political figures, and prominent leaders around the world. Is there a commonality about a misconception that people have about their own leadership? About their own leadership, I think that how much our childhood does actually influence our leadership strengths and challenges. Um and our, our childhood actually influences a lot of things. Some of the groundbreaking work that I reference in the book, uh, two incredible pieces of work, one called The Body Keeps the Score, another one called Childhood Disrupted. And that looks at like how our childhood experiences impact our health and our health today as adults and how you have a direct correlation between what you went through. And when I say that, I'm, you know, some people had real trauma or some people just had a childhood wound. So even if you say, oh, but I had a great childhood, I don't think, well, we all sustained some type of wound. You're not a human being if you haven't, like something happened on the playground, who knows? And you're probably, in some ways, you might be very proud of that because it gave you a superpower, like I said before, and it made you who you are. And there is such wonderful things to celebrate about your resiliency in that. I think we also just need to look at the shadow side of it and see, is there an aspect of that that's coming up today that's limiting your effectiveness as a leader? And that's the place to look. And so I think the common misconception is that the reason we're reacting to things the way that we are had its roots in our survival strategies way back when. Well, what a great opportunity to really dive deeply with your clients and have them self-assess and self-actualize, which is which is good in every aspect of their lives. I, I really, uh, as a fellow musician, I'm incredibly impressed with how you're leveraging music to improve leadership figuratively and literally, as you said. So help us understand what one does with the playlist. You know, when do you play it? Are you playing it before the board meeting? Do you play it in the car? You know, what's your sense about how to put that playlist into practice to rewire those um, or refertilize, <laughs> right? Yeah. And create yeah. different neural pathways. 
Yes. So I think you start to learn what's going to work for you and create a game plan for that. And we give examples of what leaders have done. I'll tell you what I, how I like to use it, which is I like to use it while hiking or anything outside walking because I'm more present and I can more let the music impact me and feel those emotions that I'm trying to practice. So that's one of my favorites. I do like to start the day with that. I also use it, let's say I catch myself in an old familiar pattern that I don't want to be doing and I want to shift my state, then I'll use music to be able to do that and use it in the, in those ways as well. I like it. I like it. So do you ever recommend ideas for playlist themes for other people? I'm thinking you do clearly as a coach, but I'm thinking how um, how we can bring other people in to help inspire us with their musical selections. Is that a thing? Yeah. So um, what, when you talked about the playlist, we have links to Spotify as well, and you can see all the playlists there and build your own from some of the suggestions um, that are on there. And I think it's starting to pay attention. First of all, get clear. What is that desired emotional state and notice the impact music has on you. I think we're not always cognizant, but music actually is quite powerful. I I write, I write in here also, um, there's a fabulous book called Sonic Boom by Joel Beckerman talks about how sound transforms the way we think, feel, and buy. And how advertisers know this, they leverage music all the time on you, you know? And so what I'm really passionate about is this tool of music, I think we don't realize its power and we have the ability to really harness it and use it intentionally in a way that we've only just used it for pure enjoyment enjoyment before. Susan, I have learned so much from you and I love, love, love the book. It's called The Leader's Playlist, Unleash the Power of Music and Neuroscience to Transform Your Leadership and Your Life. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But I'd love for you to tell this global audience how they can connect with you and some of the other resources you have. Yes, thank you so much. It's I'd love to connect and the uh, book, you can go to the leaders playlist book.com and there you'll get some special bonuses and it will take you, you can purchase it through there on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. But um, if you go through that route, you'll get, you can get some of the bonuses that we have with the playlists and with the purchase of the book. And I mentioned also the masterclass, which you can find on susandrum.com slash masterclass. And that will take you through a real experience of you creating your own new playlist, as well as identifying what might be that old playlist that's getting in your way. Because I love, I love your podcast so much. And I found that people tend to listen to like-minded ones that we also have a podcast called The Enlightened Executive. So it's another resource. 
<laughs> I was so glad you said that. I was just about to say, tell them about your podcast because it is extraordinary. So I'm I'm a listener and I encourage all your working life listeners to check out your podcast as well. Susan, what a joy to have you on the show. I, I truly appreciate you and I wish you continued success and I hope our paths cross again soon. Thank you so much. I love the work you're doing and your interviewing style is superb. So wonderful to be on the show. Thank you, Susan. Your Working Life is now available on all major podcast platforms and I want to hear from you. So let me know how we're doing. You can message me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I want to give a special shout out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We now have listeners in 16 countries around the world. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.